another week. I know this is the first round for you, but here on the Matt LaSalle Show, we are never, never missing some solid technical difficulties for the week. <laughs> it was really kind of a perfect capstone for the day. Um, so I actually just recorded this whole episode. <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to be the same thing now because... I don't really plan these out too meticulously. Kind of have a general idea that we're going to go with, and then and then we ride and we ride. So, um, but today was uh, before we dive into it. Just have some some life lessons personally drawn from within today, and um, so today started out with with the greatest intentions. Right, we had a, had a great night's rest. Uh, which may be, may be rounding up, but we'll round up. <laughs> so, uh, it started out with the, with the greatest intentions of, of I really wanted to get, I had a lot to do today and I wanted, I wanted to be really productive. And there was, there was a lot of, there were a lot of things on the to-do list and I, I knew that I had the time. Today was kind of like, kind of like the big day, um, to pursue a lot of catch up work when it came to school stuff and a lot of, uh, catch up work when it came to the show and produce and, and come and hang out with you guys. Uh, it is now 8.43 and I am trying to stay true to our, our Thursday commitment. <laughs> so if I can get this done and published out to you in the next three and a half hours, we're good. Um, but uh, I, I I started out today. I wanted to get a bunch of the work done that I didn't want to do, and so that's not necessarily um, the way that I recommend people go about their days, or it's not the way that I typically even necessarily go about it. But depending on the day, I will decide to front load with a bunch of stuff I don't want to do. It's kind of like when you eat dinner and you don't want to, and you eat you kind of save like the the best part to the last. Like we have dessert after we eat the meal. Um, that was kind of like uh, what I wanted to do today. I wanted to have my not-so-appetizing portions done and knocked out first. And for me, that was calculus. <laughs> and so I had a midterm I needed to do. And in order to do that, I had to basically take the midterm beforehand as well, like a pre-midterm. Uh, and, and so I had to... Long story short, I spent about four and a half hours... Uh, playing around with with all of that today, and um, when I went through the first one, the the kind of the practice, it was I you know I was pretty motivated. It was very stressful and everything, but at the end of it, like the score was pretty good, and it was a pretty gorgeous day outside. Like especially considering the time of the year, um, we're getting close to the end of October now, and it was like 78 degrees. I mean, probably not at that time, but it was like high seventies and it was so gorgeous outside. So I, I, you know, I had to, I had to re up, I had to follow the, the energy of the shirt. <laughs> I had to go outside to just let the sun and the warm embrace that was out there just kind of engulf. So I just kind of went out there with my coffee and, and like just pointed myself in the direction of the sun and let it kind of just give me a nice warm hug. And I sat out there and kind of soaked that up for a bit. So that way I could really enter in to the real midterm uh, with a, with rejuvenated energy and as, and as best and as fresh as I could. And so I so I did, you know, and I, I went into that. And given I didn't get as good of a score as I got on the first one, it's still pretty good. Not, didn't do too bad. And so it was, um, 
And the idea there is I really wanted to, I wanted to get to a point where I didn't have to think about that crap anymore. Um, that really the kind of like the non-productive side of the day, the non-show stuff, the non-training material stuff. I just wanted to get that done. And so I can move on to the things that I really wanted to do. But that took up like four hours of this morning. Um, and so it really sucked up a lot of the, the morning time energy, uh, which which was a little frustrating, but it was also really awesome because I had, because it was all done, it was all behind me. But it was draining, right? So I had to like find a way to like stay invigorated and, and motivated. And, and it was pretty easy because, well, I needed to, Yasmin and I needed to go to the DMV and in order to get to a DMV we had to schedule it like three months ago like when I finished the motorcycles training course because the whole point of going to the DMV today was simply to get a motorcycle endorsement on my license and so and I had I had the card that the army gives you because I did it when I like I went through the motorcycle training safety course whatever the MSF when I had like three days left in the army and they let me do it. So I went and got, I got, got the card and, and left, made the appointment as soon as I could. And then, and that wasn't until like three months later until now was today. And so there's, there's been this like big buildup today. I went online, had all these forms filled out, got all my stuff in like in a folder and was completely ready. And I go there, I got my card, I got my documentation, I go there. And of course, after an hour drive out there and, and getting in line and going in and getting processed and getting kicked from one person to another person, they say it's not enough. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh, of course, of course. And, and the thing is, when you go into the, the DMV, you don't, one doesn't enter the DMV with blind optimism. <laughs> it's, not, it's not what we do. It's you know better, right? And so, and that's that's something that I appreciate about about you guys and about what we do here is that we're not we're not the type of people who like uh, who are looking at just being positive for the sake of being positive and just uh, just wanting to feel good and and. and for no good reason and for not justifying uh the the reason that we're we're thinking certain ways right now i i love the idea of faking it until you make it right i think that's i think it's a great concept in certain circumstances like within yourself not to others right but but it's um it's really important to to while even while you're faking it until you make it it's really important to to still be clear and to still still choose our frame correctly right and so what do i mean by that what i'm what i mean is i don't want us to be optimistic for optimism's sake i don't want us to even be optimistic for good reasons in poor measure so what i mean is that like i don't if in my situation today, I didn't go to the DMV thinking everyone at the DMV is going to be absolutely incredible and they're going to help me and they're going to bend over backwards to, to make sure that I get what I need and, I'm, and I know that I'm going to have absolutely everything I need and um, it's just going to go so well and I'm going to walk away and, and, and like rainbows and butterflies are going to cascade over me as I walk out of the DMV. I didn't 
have that expectation. I didn't even have half of that expectation. But I was optimistic. I was optimistic that I was going to be able to go there and I was going to get the endorsement and like and I was going to and if and if problems came up, I was going to be able to handle it or address it, you know, on the spot to the best of my ability. And so having that mentality really made a big difference. And, and and honestly, having Yasmin there too made a big difference because while I was interacting with the the gal who was assisting in the process, um, she was able to make a phone call to some people that we needed to get in touch with to to try to clear things up. And and we did we did pretty good. We did pretty good. We actually ended up getting Yasmin's stuff taken care of, which we didn't even have an appointment for. We didn't get mine. Um, but we're we're working that out, hopefully. Hopefully, I will be a licensed motorcycle rider tomorrow. So it's a big day. It's a big day for the country. Not because of the debate or the election. Because I'm getting my motorcycle license. Because <laughs> these are the things that matter. Um, but truly. Um, but when I think about going back to blind optimism, and this is all kind of like a preface, right? We're going to get into what I really want to dive into in just a second. and actually kind of segues quite nicely. But... With blind optimism, it was really interesting. I, I, God, I wish that I would have. And you know what's funny is that in the last recording that I just did about this, I talked about blind optimism. And it wasn't even the plan, but when I had talked about it, it went, I was, it was so good. And it was, I felt like it was so pertinent and relevant to what we do here and our awareness of it and the caution of it. It was so, it was so relevant that I really wanted to make sure to actually like consciously bring it in for uh for the show now this time for round two theoretically this one's gonna work <laughs> and so i'm gonna be so mad if i get to the end and it, and it airs out again for another a different reason <laughs> but I've, i know that i solved the problem that was there anyway technical difficulties aside um yeah, no, but it was it was really good, and so I really wanted to bring it in. But it was funny because I remember in the last one, I was like, "Oh, I wish I would have done the research to find out this guy's name." Um, very, very famous, well-known name. Um, if you if you studied any um, American history, he's he's there. Uh, but it's and, I, and the, the funny part is that between that one and this one, I could have done the research, but honestly, I forgot about it. Like, and then I went into it. I was like, oh yeah, opt- oh crap, I didn't do it again. <laughs> but so, and so just bear with me. And if you look it up and you find out, then, then awesome. Uh, but, but there was a guy who was taken into captivity by the Germans during World War II who was Jewish, right? And he was in a concentration camp and he had he was making observations. He was kind of keeping, I don't know if he kept a journal while he was there, but I'm almost certain that he wrote a book about the whole experience and everything after he got out. And it was really interesting because while he was there, he was paying attention to like the the mentality of people, like the the way, the, the approach um, and the attitudes of, of different groups or different individuals who were, he was sharing the concentrated camp area with right and he kind of made these interesting observations about these people as time progressed right and so one of the people that he was observing were these um these negative negatively biased individuals um they were prone to to you know, not thinking that good things were going to happen. It was all crap and everything was going to, was, was going to, 
uh, nothing was going to get better and they were all going to die, right? Essentially, it was like kind of the mentality that they had. And he said, with those people, they ended up dying really quickly because, you know, they their, their constitution, their internal kind of grit and ability to overcome and, and to, you know, kind of take things one day at a time wasn't really there. They were just down in the dumps and anytime anything bad happened they were like oh it's just gonna get worse and and with that like you don't you're not having the mental um foundation to support you while the physical uh space and the and your actual physical environment is changing for the worse around you right you're you don't have a good um self-reliance and, and resilient attitude to fall back onto you're already down in the dumps and it's just the beginning of how bad it's going to get so as things got worse and worse those people actually ended up suffering more and dying faster than a lot of the other people that were there now even more interesting is that the people that he noticed that were that went into the concentration camps that were were extremely optimistic they went in they, they their thought process was something like oh well people know that we're here and i know that you know like we're gonna get rescued and it's not you know it's not gonna be that bad they'll they'll bring us food and and all of these things they had all of these kind of expectations in their head of of how it's it's gonna it's not gonna be that bad and so every time it was that bad then they kind of got they got knocked down, and then every time it was worse than that, then they got knocked down further. And as as things kept deteriorating, they their expectations were just being blown out of the water, like in in the most wildest and and unexpected ways that you could kind of imagine, like ever. And for those people that are going through that, and they had these like, you know what, everything's going to be good for you. Listen, guys, we can do it. And then they just get slapped down time and time again. Like, no, it's going to be okay. But with no real basis, no no pragmatic, like hard foundation to go off of to back any of those positive thoughts, um, they were they were actually, he the, what this gentleman I noticed was that these were the ones that actually died first. They actually died before everyone else, before those people that we were talking about that that had these real negative biases. Because the people that went in real negative, they were like, "Yeah, it's going to be awful," and they got awful dream. Like, "Yeah, it's awful," <laughs> but but then it was they because of that, and they're like, "Oh, it's awful, and it's awful, and it's just going to keep being awful," and so they they didn't have the resilience to stick through. But the people that thought that it wasn't going to be awful got. It was such a hard contrast that it broke them emotionally. And that emotional break actually led to uh, earlier expiration than than everyone else, which is really, really interesting. It's like the supreme importance of of optimism. It's we talk about it and it's and it's important to build it because it's really hard to to look at your life and to and to think about who you want to be in a way that in a practical way where you want to take steps towards doing that without having an optimistic point of view now you can do it it's it's this is like the conversation about the push and the pull and i think that this is the foundational ground for anything that we want to do anything that's bigger than us that we want to accomplish anything that takes more than a week to get done or more than a day anything that takes more than a day's worth of work to get done is going to have some sort of a push-pull mechanism and so when i think about the push that's kind of like the 
the negative, the negative side. The, this is the existence, the, the type of existence that you don't want to have. This is the type of person that you don't want to be. And it's, it's pushing you, it's propelling you away from that from from that existence and into activities that promote something else right that's the push that's the negative that's i don't want it and it's so it's pushing me away now the things that pull you that's that's the optimism that's the that's the happy that's the good things that's the that's the bright future that you've created in your mind you know this is like i want the i want my world to look like this i want my life to be this way in this positive generation of what the world could be for me is pulling me i'm being pulled towards that goal i want to be i want to run 10 miles and so i'm being pulled towards this accomplishment towards towards the idea of being someone who's fit enough that can run 10 miles that has friends that are motivated and and push each other to do great things in this realm right this is all these are all pulling you these are all different aspects that are pulling you towards it and the things that are pushing you would be like i don't want to be a fat body i want to be in shape i want to live a nice long life um that and i want to feel good you know and i just i want to be thinner i want to look better all of these things are like i, I don't want to look this way i want to look i want to look fit i want to feel fit um i want you know and it's so these things that you don't want these are pushing you like oh, i don't I, I being pushed away from the fat body me i'm being pushed away from from the lazy version of me to being pulled towards the one that follows through you know to the one that's fit to the one that's that's got friends who are motivated to push each other to be the best that we possibly can be right and that's that's the importance of optimism, that's where optimism comes into play. It's its a real, very important tool that we have. And, and without it, it's we just have one. We just have the push. And it's very, very hard to accomplish anything of real meaning, of real import, of real last and endurance if it's just off of a push, right? If you're just trying to avoid something. Because it's kind of like the way that we operate is, number one, we want to avoid pain. Now, people would think that, you know, we want to pursue pleasure. Like, that's not true. We would avoid pain if it's, and we would stay on that route, if it's easier than attaining pleasure. And that's typically the, the world that we live in. We, t- we talk about this all the time. We talk about the comfort, the, the ability for you to live in a state of comfort and to not put yourself in positions where it's uncomfortable and you're forced to grow. Um, it's so easy to do that now. Um, and we're not going to rehash that necessarily in today's episode, but that's kind of what that taps into. That's the importance of it. And so how does this tie in with today's content you might be asking because you looked at you probably saw the the title of today's episode and you're like like life is pain choose your flavor right like that's like great message man i'm really really motivated right now like well this is this is interesting because when i start my days off right and i'm trying to do and i'm utilizing this push pull method right i'm i'm pushing i don't want to be somebody that sleeps in I don't like I want to be the type of person that gets up and gets more done before nine before I want to get more done by nine than most people get done in their entire day. That's my goal every single day. Um, some days I succeed and some, some days I don't. 
And, <laughs> well, I'm not, it's interesting because I'm not a person that, that naturally gravitates towards wanting to go on social media. I know it's interesting, right? Because like you see my posts there and that's like where the show is and you see like, you see me interacting and talking and posting new episodes and new content and all this stuff. And it's, but it's not, it's not a place that I, I go to on a reflex um, for, to, to like pass time or to, to, you know, enjoy like as, as something that I want to do, but, oh, let me hop on Facebook real quick. Like it's, I don't know if anybody does that, um, as like, this is what I'm going to do right now. I think it's something that steals time away, but, and it, and the thing is with me being this type of person who is not particularly interested in social media a whole lot, um, even I get drawn into it. That's how good they are when they bring in their psychologists and all of these things to, to figure out ways to, to draw you in. They've done a really good job because even for me, it works on me. And and it and it just so happened that on one of my less than uh, rocket launch starts to the morning, I found myself scrolling on Facebook, and it's usually it's usually lead off of uh, I'm trying to post something um, first thing in the morning. I have an idea. I'm like, oh, let me. You know, that, that, that's really great. I want to make sure to get that out to 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 you guys, you know. And and then when I go on there, I see other people's stuff, and I'm like, and then it gets me wrapped up. I see funny memes, and I start scrolling, and I'll do, I'll stand there, and I'm like, oh, what am I doing? And I'll like I'll like throw my phone away from, like, oh, okay, get back to work. <laughs> like we have things to do. Um, I can't, I don't have time. I don't have time to sit there and scroll. But I occasionally things get sacrificed because I get sucked in. And thankfully for today's episode, that happened because something happened. It was probably two days ago where I got sucked in. And if you guys have followed the show for any length of time now, you'll see that my typical responses and when I relate to posts that I see online, typically not an endorsement. (laughs) I, I don't know if it's because I'm in this sect and like motivation and, and resilience that I see more of this stuff and more of these posts and more of these these motivational tags, I pray for your sake that that's the case so that you're not being bombarded with them the way that I am. Because when I see them, it's gross. It's, I, there's, everything's so played out. I swear there's just like eight quotes or eight themes that just get recycled and rehashed. And somebody might say it with one different word or they just put it in a different frame where it looks different, it's, but it's the same thing over and over and over again like i get it you're not original you're not even a reverb you're an echo right and if you're not if you don't if you're not familiar with that check out the check out my website there's a i wrote um a paper on there that was uh i guess it's probably sounds better if i see if you say a blog right like people like that better it's the same thing you know so i wrote something um and it's called like, are you an echo or are you a reverb? And it's really, it's it's just, you know, are you adding value or are you just saying the same thing? You know, and it's, and it's it, there's a difference, right? And both matter. Like, it's good to keep spreading good messages, but it's different if you're, if you found kind of a new spin in a way that helps people to see it, you know, in a different light that helps more people to see it. Because a lot of people have seen these things already. And that's kind of what happened today is I, or, or two days ago is I found a post that was kind of a reverb. It wasn't a novel idea. It's something that we've talked about, um, but just not in this specific 
type of um, framing, right? So so they took the idea and they reframed it, and it was really beautiful. And it was actually from, from a good friend of mine in Georgia. I'll make sure I have to make sure to tag her. I'm, I hope I don't forget. <laughs> Sorry if I forget, Shamika. This is from Shamika Hill. I saw, and she's she'll post up some motivational stuff or whatever. And um, and honestly, some of it falls in line with what I was talking about. And, and no love lost. You know, a lot of it's just reposts and, and all that, and it's good, happy stuff. But there is, let me see, I'm going to pull it up real quick. I had it up before, but in the spirit of getting everything fixed for the, for the re-recording, I, uh, I restarted the computer so everything got turned off. Um, but it was, it was about pain, if you couldn't tell by the title of today's episode. And it is... Um, basically, I'm going to try to rehash it before it comes up sitting there loading. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, essentially, what it says is being broke is hard. Having money is hard. Choose your hard. Marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your hard. Being in debt is hard. Being financially disciplined is hard. Choose your hard. And I thought that that was great. Like that was, I'm pretty sure that that's what was, uh, that was the original post. I think that I copied that correctly. <laughs> and I don't know who the original poster was. Um, but it was good, you know? Like it was, it kind of recaptures the same thing that we talk about of avoiding your comfort. But it's, this is more of an acknowledgement of, you know, no matter what we choose to do, there's going to be difficulty in life, right? And it's just kind of about what kind of difficulty do we want? What what flavor of pain do we desire? I actually made some additions to this, and I wanted to just throw them out there for y'all. Things These are my thoughts. So I added, being an employee is hard. Being an employer is hard. Choose your heart. Keeping up with lies is hard. Telling the truth is hard. Choose your heart. And I said, remaining in the gutter is hard. Picking yourself up is hard. Choose your heart. I think you get it. Like, you know, you can keep going on this for hours and days on end. But I think you guys understand kind of the idea, right? It's, it's when you look at the ways that we choose to live our life, you, there are multiple different avenues and different ways that you can live. But no matter what your path you choose... There's going to be difficulty involved, and so and and so why why choose any given any path in particular if there's going to be pain involved regardless, right? And so you have to think about what the pain is, and really, I think more more aptly, I think it's it's more relevant to think about when the pain is, right? And so what we see with a lot of these and with a lot of aspects in life is that we are choosing when we're not, when we're living life when we don't feel necessarily fulfilled, we tend to be making choices where the, the positive outcomes come quickly. The pain doesn't come quickly. The pain comes eventually and over time as a way of life where it kind of creeps up on us. Like that 600-pound guy didn't didn't go from being a a stick, thin, 
12-year-old kid running around to being 600 pounds and obese, like, taking up three seats on the airplane, right? It's, this doesn't happen overnight. It sneaks up on you, right? It's over time because we're, we're taking the what feels good right then. And it's hard to find that juxtaposition between those feelings when, when you don't have... If you've never gotten the great feeling that you get from getting a great night's rest starting off your morning um with with like good stretching or you know like a physical workout uh and then and then eating well like it's it's hard because and especially in the american society and 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 uh, the what we've come to call it as like the sta- american standard american diet where it's it's kind of awful right there's a ton of a ton of really bad manufactured food that's readily on the available for all of us and it's it's easy to fall into that that trap even when you know that it's not good for you because it's all so convenient and you just kind of go with the flow and you don't feel necessarily like these big hits of pain right off the bat you just like you get the satisfaction of like oh i'm going out to eat. like you go to work and they're like, hey, do you want to go out and grab some McDonald's with us? You're like, yeah, cool. I want to hang out with friends. I want to be socially accepted. I want um, food that's fast and easy um, where we can sit down and you can eat and then we can get back to work, you know. But it's it's interesting when you think about it because there is pain. There's, there is culturally accepted pain associated with this because we all acknowledge that the you that's at work at 1 o'clock is not the same you that's at work at nine o'clock, right? Those are two different worker bees. And it was the same for me. And even when I fall off the diet and, I, and I'm not eating the way that I want to and I eat some, some crap stuff around lunchtime, I get the same thing, you know, oh, I just, I feel down. I don't, my energy's low and my enthusiasm's low and my optimism's low. Like everything is just like, oh, I'm just kind of in that food coma stage. And that's not where we want to be, you know, and it's, and it's because we're shoot, we're getting that, we're not looking at pain that way. That's, it's become so accepted and such standard and because we all do it, then it's like, oh, it's fine. You know, it's whatever. We're all, we're all dealing with the same pain. And so it's like, you know, like you're dealing with it. We're dealing with, oh yeah, we got that slump and it's like almost like a joke. Right. And so that's, that's part of what you have to overcome. And it's very difficult when Especially, like I said, if you don't have that juxtaposition, if you haven't ever done it before. But that's when you start to acknowledge this and you start to acknowledge that, like, there's pain involved there. And not I'm not even talking about, like, that, that lunch pain. That's just a funny example of, like, an immediate pain that you actually do get from, from something that you're getting immediate satisfaction from. And I'm talking about, like, you're starting to put on weight and you, you feel like crap and, uh, like more long term like you're you you don't have the energy to like get out there and play with your kids or or to go out and to go do fun things um because you're consuming so much crap and this is all this this food stuff is just one example of of what we could take from the list that we went through it's just the one that i'm choosing to do right now so you can do the same thing with any of them but you you have that pain that builds up over time and what this what i'm hoping to do now is to help you acknowledge the fact that that pain is there like yes your your life you're dealing with difficulty you're dealing with pain and you're choosing it right like who you are right now on the other side of this listening to this right now your your body right now is a result of the decisions that you've made until now it is not the result of the, the it is also the result of the decisions you have not made 
right? So you can make different choices. You can choose a different heart. It's hard right now. Like it's hard. You gotta. You're dealing with low energy. You're dealing with with probably extra meat in places you don't want it to be. You know, and uh, and you can choose a different heart, right? You can choose a different flavor and just you acknowledge like, and it's, and it's kind of nice when you look at it that way, when you're like, Oh God, do I, do I really want to go to the gym? Like, do I really want to go for a walk? Do I want to go for a run? You know, like, 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 yeah, it's hard, but like, think about the other heart too. Like, am I just, am I going to choose that hard? Like I have to choose one. I have to choose a heart. And you can even think about the good because you think about the, the good feeling, the good feelings. Once you do get some workouts in, if you're if you're familiar with it, hopefully most people have done a couple of workouts or gotten in shape at to some extent at some point in their life where you can acknowledge like, oh yeah, that feels really good when I'm like when I'm working out and I get the those endorphins are kicking and it feels really great. Um, you can look at that and say, okay, well, I could choose like I really don't want to go to the gym, you know, but what is the good feeling I get from not going to the gym? Like, oh, well, it's like rest and I don't, I don't have to like go in there and get myself motivated to, to lift heavy things or to go for a run and, and to propel my body. And like, and, and so, okay, so the satisfaction is, and the good feeling you get is not, is not doing something, is, is like sitting around and relaxing. So try to turn this into the best way, is relaxing and not, not engaging in an activity. Compare that feeling with the feeling that you get of accomplishing the run, right? Of that you get while you're running, even though there can be pain there. <laughs> and, uh, but the feeling good afterwards, like, especially in that moment, like when you're having that moment, you're like, oh, I really don't want to run. When you decide, when you, when you flip it for me, I have to turn my brain off right then. I'm like, nope, I'm just going to run. Like, I'll, I'll, I remember there's been times when I just stopped dead where I'm at. I'm like, no, I'll just get out and I'll just go. I'm like, I'm going to run and I'll run around wherever and I'll just get back to my car. But I'm going to run now, you know, or I'm going to stop everything I'm doing. and I'm not going to think about anything except for the next action to be able to run. Like I'm in the house, like I'm going to run. Okay. If I have that thought where it's like, oh, well, I don't know if I want to, like, I don't know if I want to run. Just turn it off. I'm like, okay, where are my shoes? Where are my shoes? Oh, crap. I got to find my socks. Oh, okay, sock is here. Put it on. Sock is there. Put it on. Shoes on. Shoes on. And don't stop thinking about the next action you're doing until the action you're doing is running, right? And that's that's the way that I kind of manually shortcut that if I see it so I get that done. And the thing is when I when I get done doing anything that I know that I really that like the higher version of me, the the five year more successful version of me would look back and be like, that's what I wanted you to do. Whenever I do that, especially in the face of having that feeling of like, oh, I don't really feel like it. When I get done, it's like, it makes that that happy feeling, that satisfaction like 10 times greater than even on those days where I'm like, I'm really ready to go get it. You know, it's like, oh man, I, I did it in, in spite of myself, like in the face of my own adversity. I stepped up and I did it. I chose that hard. And that's exactly what I want you guys to do. I know it's short and it is, but it is. For me, I'm an old man and it's late. <laughs> I want to make sure to be able to get this out to you guys. And and I just I thought that this was a really great idea. And I wanted to thank Shamika because without her, I wouldn't have seen this and I wouldn't have had the inspiration for this episode. So much love to her. And and thank you guys. I appreciate you guys coming back. And I'm glad that you're enjoying this. Right now it's particularly particularly important because I know it's really stressful out there. And 
And having these types of things, having these types of little tools and little tidbits that can actually come in, not that crap that you see online that's these little, oh, you're good enough. Like, no, man, like, let's, let's be real. How are we actually going to do this? How are you actually going to be better? How are you actually going to make a difference in your life? Well, this is it. Think about your heart. You know, think of, like, choose it. And as you're choosing your heart, now that you've heard this, whenever you're making that decision, I'm hoping that this starts to ring in. When you're going to grab that cheeseburger, you're like, you know what? I'm not choosing that hard. I'm choosing different. I'm not choosing the feel like crap after lunch hard. I'm going to feel, I'm going to choose the the workout, the fasting hard. I'm going to choose the hard that it is that it is to skip lunch um, and, and to, to put my body closer to a state of ketosis or you know whatever the case may be to to push myself that way because i'll never be mad at myself for skipping lunch you know like i might get a little hangry but i'm not gonna be like oh man i sure i i sure wish i would have eaten like it's just you'll be fine you know like you'll be okay and it's and it's pushing yourself it's like an experiment it's fun so choose your heart you know and and play around with it and start to identify the heart that you're choosing now and figure out which hards you want to keep. Because I'm sure that there's hards you're choosing right now that you want to keep around. So do that. Keep those ones and choose the other hards. Take a look. Spend some time with yourself. That's like the number one lesson that we take away from here is you got to take time with you to figure out what it is that you want. If you do that, I will see you guys here again next week for another episode. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend.